Pasta Vazul, baby. Come on in. Well, hello, screamers. Um, I hope you're still screaming. I hope you're starting to like it. Um, welcome to the second episode of the Scream Till You Like a Podcast. Uh, I am Clint. Today, I smell like cinnamon based on the uh, movie that we're going to be watching uh, or that we have watched and we're going to talk about. Here I am again with Evil Mike. Mike, how's it going? You don't want to know what I smell like. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll just guess it's like uh, chocolate chip cookies or something like that. You know? <laughs> it's my new cologne, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's a good scent. You know, if they could bottle that, you know, actually, if I'm being honest, if they could bottle like the fucking smell that comes out of like a barbecue smoker, I would fucking wear that. I can tell you that for, for a fact. That's such an awesome smell. Like. Um, Stubbs barbecue aid de toilet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Comes in a little <laughs> bottle like liquid smoke. You know what I mean? Just dab a little here over there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have people drooling as they walk by you. <laughs> so we decided uh, that we didn't want to. Uh, we're just kind of coming up with ideas here because we don't really know uh, where where we fit into things right now. But uh, classic movies is a good place to start. But we also thought, well, maybe it would be beneficial if we if we hit a couple of uh, brand new movies uh, coming out. And that's something that we that we decided to do here. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the movie Cobweb today, um, which uh, just came out like what this summer. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I found that to be kind of a weird choice. I mean, this is clearly a Halloween themed movie. Um, and they put it out over the summer and, and I'm not exactly sure why that decision was made. If they were looking to make this kind of like a summer <clears throat> blockbuster or, um, I, I kind of feel like they, they missed the mark. Like this should have been something that came out like this month, like October and agreed. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know if that's going to limit the amount of viewership or the amount of hype that it gets, you know, but all in all, this movie seemed to be received really well. Um, and I've I've heard it talked about uh, here and there. Uh, there's there's a million reviews on it. I mean, tons of people have obviously seen it. Um, so um, I don't know. Maybe we should bust right into it. Um, oh, I should I should say right here, it's going to be really difficult to talk about this movie without spoilers. So I mean, uh, we could try to keep it you know light up front. But basically, you're you're gonna hear things that are gonna ruin this movie for you if you haven't seen it. So, uh, if if you're listening to this now and and you're at that point where you're like, wow, I haven't seen the movie, you know, uh, stop listening and maybe go watch the movie and then finish this later. So, um, we'll, keep, we'll keep it light at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I feel like I kind of want to go a little backwards on this because um, normally I would uh, I would throw out you know like. Um, things from my review process uh at the end 
but I might I might put it in now. I mean, what were your first impressions of this movie, Mike? I liked how it kept me guessing the whole movie. Okay. It was one of those movies where I thought one thing, I thought I had it figured out, and then I was like, no, that's too obvious. Then I was changing my whole shift. It had me just guessing the whole movie. Then I was like, no, that can't be it. Then I was like, maybe I was right the first. It's like, mm-hmm. not until like the end, you're like. Yeah. So for the whole movie, I was constantly shifting. Uh-huh. And it, and so it kept me in there. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, I feel like I did too. Um, and uh, and I don't know if if the ending of the movie was disappointing to me or not. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to decide that. I would have liked a little more from the ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, um, honestly, it felt like they gave us a pretty straightforward movie. Yes. Um, where where they gave us the path, they told us everything that was happening and they didn't really deviate from that. Any, any questioning that, that took place uh, along the way for me was because I was trying to figure out if the story was real. Um, And if, uh, if the boy was really hearing the things he thought he was hearing, if, um, um, if what he was learning, you know, from the, from the voice was true. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or if he was just, you know, a, a weird kid going through a rough patch in his life who was like entering into a psychosis. Cause that's, I, I thought that too. I was yeah. like, maybe this kid's, maybe he's not really hearing and maybe there isn't anything. Maybe it's just, he's creating this in his mind. Yeah. Cause I mean, his parents, you know, in the beginning seemed pretty reasonable people. They seemed somewhat normal, you know, like boring even, you know, they, they'd say, you know, stupid jokes like his dad would do his dad jokes and things like that. And, <laughs> and his mom seemed to be like the overly protective, you know, kind of like helicopter mom, you but know, they, got, who, they went weird really fast though. They did. They that's did. what, that's what like, I was like, Oh, maybe this kid's, this kid's not, yeah yeah that seemed to take no time at all where like they just i love the guy that played the father anthony star Uh because he's in the show the boys you were telling me that and and uh i couldn't unsee it after you said it i was like shouldn't he have blonde hair homelander man yeah and he was also in a (laughs) in a show called banshee which is really good basically he's an ex-con goes to a town and he's in the a bar which is him the new sheriff that nobody knows yet and the bartender and some guys come in and kill the new sheriff and he takes his identity and becomes, he just becomes, he cuts a deal with the bartender and he just becomes the new sheriff. Wow. It's, it's, it was a great show. That's kind of neat. So a case of stolen identity. Yeah. I mean, and it goes further and I, you know, but what'd you call it? Newlander. No, uh, no, Homelander is the name Homelander. of oh. the character he plays in The Boys. Okay. Would help the other show listen. is is a Banshee. Banshee. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it would help if I listened to what you said when you were talking. <laughs> you know. Nobody <laughs> nobody does. Don't worry about it. Story of my life. I was I was so captivated by the way you were describing it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
the mom, Lizzie Kaplan, she was uh-huh. she was a Mean Girls, Cloverfield, and Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay. Which I don't really remember from either of those, but she was actually pretty hot. I'm not going to lie, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was good in this. She definitely, oh. she did crazy well. <laughs> yeah. You know, some things that stood out to me in this movie was like, um, I, when you were at the house with the family and the kid, um, the parents and the kid, um, like I couldn't determine what the time period of this movie was. I was just going to say that. And it seemed like they weren't living in the same time as the rest of the world. Like right. even like the phone in their house, like nothing was modern. Right. Even their refrigerator was like an old fifties type refrigerator, mm-hmm. you know, but yet when they were in school, everything seemed, I mean, the teacher had a cell phone. So, you know, it was oh yeah, our car, everything was modern. So, yeah. I don't know if that just was due to the craziness of the parents or. Yeah, they were they were almost like stuck in a previous time. Like, I don't recall seeing a TV. In the I was house. just going to say, I didn't see a TV in the house. Yeah, he had almost no toys that I could identify, you know, in his room. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a very boring place. No frills. Like kind of the impression that I got was almost like they were like uh, Jehovah's Witness or. Yeah. You know, like, um, um, hell, I don't know, like Mormon or something. Yeah, you know? it, I like mean, there was something off about it. The mom and maybe that was piano, done on purpose. Like that was their entertainment. The mom played the piano. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I was like, "What is this nineteen hundred house?" You know, um, there's uh yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing in the house. Almost nothing modern, uh, other than the fact that they had electricity. Uh, and they had like uh, a couple of things that worked like a like a washing machine. Yeah. You know, and a refrigerator. Um, other than that, you know, their clothes seemed very outdated. The way they behaved seemed very outdated, almost like they were in the 1950s or something like that. Exactly. And maybe that's maybe that's what they were going after when they made this. I, I really don't know. But um, um, where they're trying to. Uh, preserve a time period inside the house and they're trying to um, instill a specific type of upbringing for Peter. Um, but um, yeah, beyond that, um, Jesus, I don't know. I feel like, um, yeah, well, fuck it. We should probably just break into it. Yeah, I agree. And this was produced by Seth Rogen. Oh, so really? <laughs> totally not what I would expect from him. Yeah. Yeah. It no. Seth Rogen's first produced horror movie. That's interesting. And it was written by Chris Thomas Devlin, the guy who wrote the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Right. Which got mixed reviews. Uh, I like I feel. Yeah. I feel like almost overwhelmingly people didn't like it. But you and I are probably two of the only people who did. Uh, you know what? You know what it is about everything. Everybody well, goes into everything expecting, like the big tie-in to like the original movies. Yeah. Like, you know what? There was nothing that I didn't care that it didn't tie in. They changed it, but yeah. they gave us a good leather face. They gave us mm-hmm. great kills. I got. I seen a busload of millennials get massacred. 
I was good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with the way with the the way that unfolded. Um, and um, I I broadened my uh, my thoughts on it a little bit. I think a lot of the issues that people have with it is like, well, why the fuck's he even in this town? Why is he in the or in an orphanage? He should be seventy years old by now. You, you know, know, it's like he's not he shouldn't be capable of these things. And it's like you know. Think a little bit. I'll you know, be honest. The past couple of years, I've gone into like movies and I said to my, I'm not going to overanalyze. Right. Because it just ruins the movie for you. It's right. like, you know what? I went in. I liked it. I didn't like that they brought, uh, what's her name? Susan? Sally? Sally. I, I felt like they built her up mm-hmm. and she was going to be this big badass, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I like to. killed. <laughs> She, yeah, like, like they built her up. She came in like hardcore, and she got like killed instantly. I was like, yeah. not even like, I, I fine if you wanted to kill her, but let her get some great shots in. And let it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. They they should have given her a little bit more to do, but I I liked it for one reason. What? Uh, well, okay, two reasons. It was fun to have the nostalgia of like a previous character come back who was I so agreed. consumed by what happened to her that she decided Definitely. to. I thought she the decided idea to use bringing that. her back was great. Yeah, I said they just didn't do much for her once she got back. She like saw yeah. her other face and he killed her. Yeah, but it empowered <laughs> it empowered her to try to find this family and to and to put a stop to the killing that she knew was continuing to happen. Yes. Um. Uh. But the revelation is what I'm talking about. Uh. When she went in there and she confronted him with the shotgun, and and she's like, "Remember me?" You know that type of shit. And Definitely. and she was and she was like, "You don't remember me, do you?" Like she, like there was no recognition. And um, so to me, that kind of supported my theory that there wasn't the real re- Leatherface. You I, know what I mean? I Not can... to go down this rabbit hole. I mean, I've talked about this a bunch of times. But yeah, I mean, but I can and, see that. And everybody's everybody's like, eh, like, oh, shut the fuck up. You know, there's no way. But it, in my mind, you know, it wasn't the real Leatherface. He's in an orphanage. I think it's uh, one of Leatherface's illegitimate children. Maybe, you know, and they dumped him in the orphanage for safety. You know, put him with a caregiver. Um, there's a chainsaw hidden in the wall. Why? You know what I mean? Um, I, I totally and he didn't rec- with that. Yeah. And he didn't recognize Sally. And, you know, he's clearly not 70 years old because he's got like superhuman strength and he's yeah. like, ru- running around, you know, when killing he, people. When he broke the guy's arm and stabbed him with his own forearm, <laughs> I was beautiful. That, I, I was yeah. totally on board now. I was like, you know what? Uh-huh. I'm good with this. I was like, yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about this movie. Yeah. I want to see another movie. I want to ma- I want them to make another one. Absolutely. I wanted to like he went back to the house. I want to see my theory come to life. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyhow, um I struggled with this movie thinking that um it felt like something else. You know, like I was racking my brain trying to figure out what other movies um, this movie made me think of because, you know, it had a familiarity to it. Like, um, like I, I don't know what it was. If it was the, uh, the, the meek withdrawn, you know, child Peter. I don't know if it was the abusive parents. I don't know if it was the idea of somebody hiding the walls of the house, but something about this felt familiar. And I and I I couldn't figure it out. I still don't know. I still don't know what it is about this that feels familiar. Can you think of any movies that I think parts of it 
remind me, uh, kind of reminded me of the first Halloween, like with the pumpkin smashing with like Tommy Doyle. Okay. And even kind of the way it was, the way it was kind of shot, kind <clears> of, <throat> that kind of gave me the same Halloween feel. Yeah. At yeah. certain points, not through the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, but like when they smashed the pumpkin on him, it like you, right away, the first thing I thought of was Tommy Doyle when he fell and they smashed his pumpkin and friggin' Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was a certain darkness to this movie. There was a a certain strangeness, you know, um, um, the the dated atmosphere. You know, it made me think of movies like like the Babadook, because you had a a, a kid that clearly wasn't like everybody else, um, and uh, but but his mother wasn't abusive. Mm-hmm. Was, um, she became possessed. Um, and it made me think of movies like the boy, you know, because, you know, it was this, uh, this couple that, uh, basically treated this, uh, this doll, like it was a real child, you know, and hired a, um, a, a nanny or a caregiver to come over and take care of it. And then all this weird shit starts happening. You think the doll's alive, Definitely. You know? but, uh, but even that didn't really encapsulate it. I feel like this, this. Uh, has similarities to to a few different movies, and which I think is why I couldn't put my finger on it. I mean, I can't even think of any movies off the top of my head where both parents were nasty and abusive. Because um, usually it's just one. Um, yeah. Uh, and the and the other parent is trying to be you know protective, but at the same time not make the other one angry you know, like a, like an actual, like abusive situation, you know, cause that's and, usually the way that goes. Yeah. And these two parents were obviously definitely on the same page. Like Seemed whatever was going on, they, you know, they were both in, they both knew what the other was thinking. They were in, in on this, whatever was going on. <laughs> yeah. It definitely seemed like it. Like uh, it didn't take any coercion. It didn't seem like one was cowering to the other. Yeah. It seemed like, Seemed like they were walking through this hand in hand, like they agreed on how it should be yeah. handled. Like they had, they both had an agenda and they together. Yeah. You know. So this movie opens up pretty normal enough. You know, it's basically a week before Halloween. We get introduced to Peter, who's a midi, moody kid that doesn't fit in. Um, and, um, they go right into it. I mean, they don't waste any time. He hears noises in his room, seemingly coming from the wall, almost like knocking sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't seem to, you know, he's too curious. He gets up, he listens, can't hear anything, decides to test the wall. You know, he taps on the wall and he's very surprised that he gets a knock back very loudly. Um, and he kind of freaks out and he goes and, and gets his mom. She comes back in and she's like, mm, I don't hear anything. Knocks on the wall. Nothing happens. She's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's an old house. It's got to make noises. Go back to bed, you know. Um, and and that's kind of like the first time where where I was thinking, well, maybe maybe he's hearing things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, they seemed pretty normal yes at first i was yeah 
I was rolling that around my mind too. I was like, like it's in this kid's head. You know, he's creating something that isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you know, as you go on, you see he keeps he gets more and more from the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he goes to school. You know, for some reason, he's got a new teacher. You know, it's a, like a substitute. I don't remember if they gave us a reason why his other teacher wasn't there. No. Um, and um, um, he doesn't go out to recess. You know, you can tell he seems awkward. He seems subdued. Oh, and Gary Busey's son is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. Um, um, do you think like uh, preparing for this role, like I'm imagining him sitting there at his house with Gary Busey, you know, being like, how do I prepare, prepare for this role? And he's like, well, let me teach you how to be a dick, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, as like, soon as I read that was Gary Busey's son, I was like, that's, I was like, he's perfect. Like that all came out. And he and he totally looks like a Busey. I mean, yeah. it's right, right in his mouth, man. When you read, like... as soon as I read, I was like, a hundred percent. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could not be Busey's kid. And if they just told you that, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I totally see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, the the he doesn't go to recess because he's afraid of what's going to happen to him in recess. Says he doesn't like it when his substitute teacher asks him why. Her name is Miss Divine, which uh, I was wondering if that was some type of symbolism, you know, uh, but I'm probably reading too much into that. You know, although she was pretty divine, I thought uh, I thought his sub was pretty, pretty hot. Um, (laughs) But uh, her name in real life is Cleopatra Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And uh, that that's fitting. Um, (laughs) She. She definitely uh, seems to be uh, um, out of everybody's league. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so she immediately feels concerned for him um, and and kind of just like tries to be nice to him. Um, is this is this the spot where like the spider comes out of the desk or something like that? Yes. And she helps yeah. him catch it and they release it outside. Yeah, yeah. So she shows some compassion for the spider, and she, and she puts it puts it outside. You know, I'm not exactly sure why the spider was with him, but I guess, I guess there's a lot of spiders in their house, um, and it it came with him to to school, perhaps. Um, and he ends up at home, and he tells his parents that he wants to go trick or treating that year, and that's kind of where things start to get weird. Um, like um. They basically tell him no, uh, and then they go on to tell him this like really weird, cryptic story about how a girl in the neighborhood went missing a few years ago, and it was a traumatic event for everyone, um, and and that's pretty much why they don't want him to go out because they don't want him to be in danger. And he says one of the weirdest things of all, you know... Um, about if he's going to vanish and she's like no no we never let that happen to you i was like what the fuck is going on right here yeah it it started getting weird very fast yeah um and of course 
you know, he goes to bed, you know, he's got like uh, the weird effect with like the bendiness of his wall, you know, and he hears a whisper of his own name, you know, inside his room. So he freaks the hell out, you know, gets his dad, you know, he listens to the wall, you know, he doesn't hear shit. He's like, ah, must be rats. You know, I know that all too well, because like I, I told you, when I was a kid, I was the biggest chicken shit around. And my father knew that he was like, stop watching those stupid movies. And <laughs> sure enough, I'd watch something. And in middle of the night, I would wake up. I'd be right there shaking him. He'd be all pissed. Cause he got get up to work the next morning. He's like, what the hell did you watch now? I was like, nothing. He's like, don't give me that crap. <laughs> and I, and this happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he was, so, Oh my God. So I know that all too well. <laughs> I, 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 I felt for the kid then there. Cause I was that kid many times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I had an overactive, overactive imagination as a child um, uh, where I would, I couldn't sleep in a dark room for the longest time um, because, you know, you just wake up in the middle of the night you stare off into the darkness, you know, and then it's like you, you, think you start seeing shapes form in the darkness you know like faces and i can't go to sleep without the tv yeah i can't go to sleep in total darkness you yeah you know it's can't do it hey i slept with a light on for a lot of years i think going to sleep in the darkness is like the loudest thing ever yeah that's when like you said your mind starts playing talking to you you're seeing things Mm -hmm. you're got the tv on i put it on i'm out in a few minutes <laughs> it's yeah yeah hey sometimes you need some some background noise or some some white noise even if it's just traffic yeah you know what i mean and a street light you know have a beam of light coming in the window you know what i mean it's um uh, um yeah not everybody can sleep in complete darkness and silence because i don't know if it's too quiet like I notice, it's like you hear everything at that point. It's like everything's hey. amplified. Yes. Yeah. Another good thing living in Brooklyn, the nights were always sirens, people, <laughs> you know, people hanging out outside. Yeah. They were like all hours of the night, there was some kind of noise. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, if you ever leave that place, you're going to hell of a time sleeping. Yeah. It'll be too <laughs> damn quiet everywhere you go. <laughs> well, so the next day, his dad uh, decides to teach him about uh, um, putting out poison for rats. Um, and the kid smells, of course, the, the rat poison. And he's like, oh, it smells like cinnamon. And he's like, is that true? I, you know what? I don't know. I really don't know. It depends on the poison, I guess. Um, I mean, I've used rat poison before and I've never smelled cinnamon. No, uh, I feel like that's a mechanic that maybe they developed for this movie. I didn't maybe. research that before we walked into it. I mean, I've heard, you know, like um, things like um, cyanide or whatever, like having a, a smell like almonds. I've heard that. I've never heard anybody say cinnamon. I'm, I mean, it does kind of make sense to draw the rats in and give it a, a, a give it a, a sweetness. Scent. Yeah. Yeah. But I just never known that to be true. I could be wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe that's the case. So maybe uh, they wanted to give it like something identifiable, you know, so that they could use it as a mechanic later because as they absolutely did. Um, so like 
um, they put the poison out like near his room. It's just like right in the hallway, right yeah, along the just... baseboard. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like I said that too. I was like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I figured it's like, it, well, if the rats are like on the other side of the wall or inside the wall, wouldn't you want to try to like put it where they are? Or yeah, but yeah. So anyhow, this was uh, this was just the moment to explain, you know. Uh, what he was doing and 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 for peter to understand that this poison you know kills things yeah and um, then again he knew it really wasn't rat so he was probably just sprinkling it there to pacify the to pacify yeah probably peter. yeah yeah look at all this rat put down. we're yeah. gonna get him yeah let's put a few let's just put a scoop right here i'll clean yeah. it up later you know we'll <laughs> pretend the rats got it you know <laughs> so yeah, so he's completely consumed by his fear. He makes, you know, weird drawings in school, you know, like him laying in a dark room, you know, with the words help me in the corner. You know, Miss Divine thinks something is is really up with this kid and that he's disturbed. Um, and, of course, immediately after that, you know, uh, Luke Busey, you know, decides to, like, crush his freaking pumpkin outside. Yeah. Um and um um he was then forced to by his mother like so he was embarrassed it's never good for the bully to be embarrassed yeah but the bully was forced by his mother to bring in a replacement pumpkin give it to peter and say that he's sorry and you know he and, wasn't you know damn well he wasn't so but this is where it got weird it's like if Miss Divine thought something was wrong, you think that she would go to you know the principal's office and express concerns either with the principal or with the guidance counselor or something like that. Or if she really thought something was going on, she'd call the police. But she didn't really do that. She kind of like took it into her own hands and like went to Peter's house, which seems incredibly inappropriate. Um and kind of talks to his mother at the door and be like, hey, he drew this at school. I just want to make sure he was okay. So she's, ah, you know, he's got an overactive imagination. She gets all pissed, goes in, like shoves it in his face. Like, what the hell's this? Yeah. You know, and um, um, and and she's like, why would you be, you know, asking people to help you? And he's like, that's not me. He's like, uh, it's it's her. And um, she just like she doesn't even want to talk about that. She just gets mad, you know, walks out of the room um, and. Um, I don't even know if if any more came of that, like, I don't think his dad said shit about that. Well, no, because she didn't tell him. She tells him later on. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, well, and that's when she had the interaction with the teacher. That's when I started seeing. That's when you first start getting the feeling like these parents are off. Something's uh, off. Like, you know, because it didn't seem like she cared. Like, if anybody brought that picture to, about right. what their kids did, you know, you would. It didn't seem like she was concerned at all. And she was more angry at the teacher for, you know. Yeah. You know, I was like, something's not right about that. Yeah. But like. um, um. He's clearly still upset about what happened at school. And 
I don't know if he talked to uh, the girl behind the wall or not about his experience from school, but she basically told him, you got to stand yeah. up for yourself. She said, you so, need to do something before he does something again. Mm-hmm. And basically prodded him into the next day at school, pushing the kid uh, uh, yeah, down the stairs. Down the stairs brutal, man. broke his leg, yeah. <laughs> Man, he was screaming his head off. Like, and they show him down there laying at the bottom of the steps, his legs all like legs twisted all... up. And I'm like, holy shit. Was that like, was great. They went all in on that. Yeah. You know, and of course, you get like the scene out him sitting outside the principal's office, his mother freaking out inside, you know, as they're basically telling her that her son is expelled from school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, holy shit. There, there isn't, uh, it, there isn't much more that uh, that the parents need to really just turn, um, and that's this is kind of where that happens. So, yeah, I was, I was saying before that uh, that I wasn't sure what was going on uh, with Peter if he was actually hearing things or if he was having uh, having something like a like a psychotic break, because I, I'm going to use all of that as my reasoning for thinking it. The fact that he's reserved uh, and withdrawn, he doesn't get along with other kids. He gets picked on a bit, you know. The whole thing with the spider on the desk. He's the only one who can hear the girl's voice. He listens to the listens to the voice and acts out against the bully, you know, um, um, the fact that a little later on, he takes things into his own hands with his parents, you know, uh, it's like kind of through most of the movie, it seems like this girl in his walls that he's talking to is imagined, you know, and he's basically, you know, struggling with his own mental state and, and is that kind of how you were feeling about it? Well, I stopped thinking it was imagined when you saw the wall moving when he was sleeping. Okay. Because then I was like, all right, there's obviously something in this wall. Mm-hmm. So that kind of took that away from me. But that scene, and that's that scene right there when they're he's at the table and they're yelling at him after the whole school thing and he's expelled. That's mm-hmm. when the mother tells the father. Oh, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't show you this when I did. Look, he drew this in school. And I, and that's when you've realized, I was like, these parents are dicks, both of them. Because, yeah. like, you know what? They fucking know there's something in that wall. This fucking kid's getting fucked up and bullied at school. He comes home, he's hearing shit in his wall. You know he's not crazy, and you're still treating him like a dick. You know, <laughs> I was like, cut the shit. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. that's when I knew. I was like, no, these parents, something's up with these fucking parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then right after that, they fucking locked him in the basement. Right. That was the very next thing they did. They moved their 1950s refrigerator and... Holy shit, there's a door behind it. And they locked (laughs) their kid in the basement. So now you know that these parents are are definitely off. Yeah. (laughs) Off by a lot. Yeah, and you see some weird shit down there. It's like there's only one light. You see a pillow, a blanket. Freaking great in the floor. And yeah, then he's moving Goddamn stuff and there's chain. a big freaking cha- I'm like, come on now. Now something's fucking up in this house. <laughs> exactly. It's like things are definitely not what they seem with these yeah. parents. 
you know, and uh, Peter is quickly realizing, you know, that uh, that maybe there's something uh, something that's right about the the voice that he's hearing uh, in in the walls. Um, but yeah, like there's even like a, a little like uh, stuffed animal down at the bottom of the grate. Yeah, you know, in the pit that's in the floor of the basement. Yeah, it's um, it's something else. Um, so for whatever reason. Miss Devine decides to stop by the house again. She came across one of his math quizzes. Um, and she's she's so concerned, you know, even after her interaction with the mom the first time, that she decides to go back, has her phone number written up in the upper corner of the, the quiz, and says, oh, I thought you might like to have his, uh, his last quiz. You know, she's like, thanks for stopping by. Then yeah. dad pokes <laughs> his head out, and he's like, oh, why don't you come on in for a cup of coffee? You know what I mean? all uh big grinned and you know like uh overly nice um mom pins up the uh quiz on the the front of the fridge and they make her their cup of coffee and he starts bleeding on the table it's kind of fucked up yeah <laughs> he's like ah, i was doing some remodeling you know cut myself you know <laughs> it was like this big long scratch on his arm yeah that was like, a big freaking big wound yeah yeah and and it kind of makes you wonder you know it's like um was he i don't know was he in the attic space was he like uh interacting with the girl behind the wall you know what i mean it's like these are all questions that came up later you know because at this point i still don't know if it's real mm -hmm. um and uh it just seemed weird that he had an injury that was unexplained and he gave this lame-ass explanation um, and so like she asks about Peter, she wants to see him. Now he's grounded. You're not allowed to see him. He can't see anybody. And, um, the mother gets really defensive and upset, you know, and like, just like starts getting like overly emotional yeah. in the, in the, well, in the well, kitchen. The, the mother, I think feels threatened by the teacher because mm -hmm. she's also feeling like as crazy as it is. Yeah, like she knows something. Yeah, but also I feel like the mother thinks the teacher is feels like the teacher is questioning her abilities as a mother. Mm, that could be too. And in and in the mother's head, she's doing the right thing. Whatever she's doing, as crazy as it is, is yeah. whatever Peter's protection or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the father just wants is like playing the game. He's like, come in for coffee, and you know, yeah, oh, yeah you know, and then yeah, come in, and then you know. Then we'll get her out. Yeah. And um, uh, Peter, I think, uh, here's his teacher uh, and goes up to the top of the steps, you know, and, and tries to get her attention, like yelling for help, kicking the door. And this is the, the part that didn't really work for me. You know, no, no, the family must have the loudest washing machine on the planet. And also the teacher was sitting right at the table. There's the, uh -huh. there's the table. Maybe a space in the refrigerator with the door behind. Yeah. What are you? Not even probably 10 feet from that door. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's in this 50s house, it's soundproof because yeah. if a exactly. kid, even with the wash machine, if their kid is screaming, how could you not hear it? Yeah. So when she realizes, okay, coming by was a mistake. She's like, I better go. You know, she goes to walk out. 
washing machine stops. She thinks she hears the thumping going on. Dad continues to escort her outside. You know, washing machine starts again. So she's not sure she heard what she heard, you know, um, which I, I feel that mechanic was a little silly. Yeah. You know, but I see what they were trying to do there. You exactly. know, make make her question whether or not something was really wrong there, you know, and then give a reason for for covering up where she could make an excuse. Well, yeah, maybe it was just a noisy washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets out, can't find her keys. He knocks on the window. Oh, hey, here's your keys. You know, thanks for stopping by again. You know, and she leaves all creep the fuck out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but this is just you know, one more thing that Peter needs, you know, to to listen to the girl behind the wall. Yes, because I mean, obviously he knows his parents are off because when he finally gets let out that the mother like makes cupcakes. <laughs> and if you notice, they all have smiley faces and one cupcake had like a frown. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's the fucked up cupcake. Nobody wants that one. <laughs> but yeah, like all of a sudden it's like all better. Like. <laughs> He did his time down there and like he knows that because he's like, oh, I promise. Yeah, I realize I shouldn't be telling lies. And, you know, I learned my lesson. I'm going to work harder at, you know, telling the truth and not, do, you know, like yeah. he's just giving them what they want to hear. Yeah. And they're all happy with it. The father's cracking what the reading did. Three hours uh, yeah, of yeah. school, reading, writing, arithmetic, and he cracks yeah. himself up. He's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, your mom's gonna homeschool you. You know, she's yeah. gonna teach you the three R's: reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like, like all of a sudden, it's like a big happy. Event. We're very proud of you, son. Yeah. Besides, we just locked you in the basement for a week. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but now he's he's more than willing to talk to the voice behind the wall. Yeah. So like, um, he's no longer scared of her. You know, um, he asked the girl to talk to him. Like goes out of his way to do it. You know, I need you to talk to me. Um, she explains that she's his sister. She tells him that, you know, uh, she needs his help. He's got to move the grandfather clock in the, in the bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to let her out. Warns him that uh, that his uh, mom and dad are evil. Well, and that's where she tells him that the girl that went missing, her yeah, parents, they, his parents killed them. They killed her. Yeah. And she said, if you don't, uh, yeah, his parents killed her. And she said, if you don't believe me, go in the pumpkin patch and look in the backyard, which yeah. he does. Yeah. And she he tells digs, him where. And he digs and he finds a skull. So now, now he's a hundred percent on board with whoever's in the wall. Because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a creepy nightmare about his parents. That was one of the coolest scenes in the that, movie. That was really creepy. Yeah. You know, he, he wakes up. I was like, why the fuck is the floor mat on his floor spinning? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a teddy bear floor mat. It was just like slowly going in a circle. You know, he wakes up. His dad's in the room. He hears like this clicking sound. The dad with He's the like, clicking eyes. That was. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's like, look what you've done to your poor mother. You know, there's a light in the hallway and she's sitting there with all creepy ass eyes. And then she like takes off running. Lights go out. Next thing you know, she's jumping onto his bed, you know, attacking him. It was like, that was a scary ass scene. I she reminded was... me of the chick from Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. How about it? Right there. She that's I like. Remind me of her big time right there. Yeah. So yeah, the parents have apparently killed before. Peter digs in the in the pumpkin patch. 
you know, um, he didn't dig very far, which I thought that was weird too. Yeah. It's like, what do you, you just like throw a little dirt on top of it? That's it. Yeah. You know, it's it's like <laughs> he hardly went down at all before he found a skull. And then the mother you know? sees him digging. Yeah. He kind of like half ass covers it up, you know, before she gets down there. He's like, like, can we carve a pumpkin? You know, and like she didn't even like say, yeah, she just turned around and went back inside. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, um, and he gets more of the story that the girl came by Halloween night, you know, I guess wanting to trick or treat and um, sees her and she asked for help. And I guess the parents realized it and killed her, buried her out there. Um, um, this is around the time that, you know, Peter grabs his math quiz off of the refrigerator and calls his teacher and basically asks her for help. And of course he gets caught by his mom. She's creepily standing in the middle of the room. She <laughs> walks up, grabs the phone, you know, when, when the callback happens, cause he hung up when, when she, he realized she was there, he got scared. She called back and she picks up. She's like, Oh, is a, uh, peter there i think he tried to call me he's like oh yeah oh he was uh oh, he was just telling me how much he missed his teacher you know and i told him it's like well sweetheart why don't you just call her you know what i mean and, and like uh but then his shyness got the yeah. best of him and he's like yeah he's too scared to talk and he hung up <laughs> um which um you know uh just tells you uh re reiterates or, or reinforces what we thought about the mom that she's she's basically just as bad as the dad you know she's trying to cover up just as much as he is and is that when um, you go to the scene and she's got like all pumpkins in the sink and she's just like basically yeah stabbing. i'm like what is she doing? <laughs> yeah she's she's going all psycho on these pumpkins man um <clears throat> but he ends up uh she ends up seeing um the the wallpaper pulled back in his wall um after the the phone thing and she's like what is that she sees a hole you know she freaks the hell out she's like what did she tell you you know i'm like okay now it's getting weird yeah because it's like now it seems like there's something real about the voice behind the wall you know and she's like it doesn't matter you wait until your father gets home huh. you know so he thinks he's in deep shit goes to bed early dad gets there and he's like hey, i need some help in the pumpkin patch tomorrow you know it's <laughs> like what the fuck they're like, gonna bury me too you know what i mean exactly yeah <laughs> and that's where she tells him you know we got they're gonna kill she tells peter the in the wall she tells her that uh they're gonna kill us both yeah so, so we have to do something right and um so it turns out, you know, that the dad's like, oh, we got black rot. You know, all the pumpkins are rotten, you know, and and I don't know what they were trying to do here. They were they were trying to make it seem like, you know, the body buried there was affecting the pumpkins that were growing. But like, I, clear, clearly there's a big hole there now, like where the body was. And that's it looks what like I say. Yeah. It looks like it's not there anymore. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I said that too. Like, I don't know if he moved the body because obviously that's where you want to bur bury the pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And I thought that too. I said maybe because the body was there that affected the pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's uh, that. Yeah, definitely. That seems like what was going on. And he has Peter basically buried all in that hole, like um, 
<clears throat> so, or I thought maybe the mom told the father, hey, he was snooping around back there. So yeah. maybe by moving the body and showing there's a big hole with nothing, he obviously there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, maybe to try and throw him off. Yeah. Make him think he was, you know, hallucinating it. So, like, another reason to think that maybe this is all in his head, you know, if it hadn't been for the mother being like, what did she tell you? You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you still don't know what to think. Um, well, and there's also there's, there's also a scene, I don't know if you caught it quickly, where you see the mother come back from behind the clock. Oh. And I only caught it like the, the second time I watched it. Okay. So that made me think too. I was like, what's she doing behind the clock? So that just made me more, you know, realize more that this kid's not imagining something. There's something. It's yeah. very quickly. It's like they cut and you see her going, pushing the clock back and coming back out of the room. Okay. So, you know, I I really, like I said, I, I stopped early on. I stopped thinking it was, you know, Peter's imagination. Yeah. 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 And that's uh, same thing, you know. By by this time, I'm like, this is no longer Peter's imagination. Something's really up with his parents. You know, I mean, I still don't get the voice behind his wall and what his mom knows about it. But I mean, it, it's not all his imagination. Something's really happening here. Um, and I think this is about the time where like the bully kids scope out his house. Yes. They, they roll up in the van and they're like, oh, is this it? Yeah, that's it. You know, and they kind of like pull off, but you're like, okay, well, they're coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, and they sit down to dinner. I think this is Halloween night, finally. Yeah, has because, to be. Yeah, because the mother gets up when the you know there's a knock at the door or the doorbell rings. I don't remember what what she heard, but she got up and like screamed at these kids to get the hell out of there. Yes, you know, yes, I think yes. you heard a trick or treat. You know, when she got to the door. Um, and um, um, I'm like, is their neighborhood different than everybody else's? It's like, don't you turn off your porch lights? It's like, don't put out Halloween decorations if you don't want people stopping by on Halloween <laughs> night. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, really. you're just gonna get up and scream at people to you know get the hell out of there. It's like <laughs> that didn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's fine. They're sitting at dinner eating some disgusting soup. I don't know if it's like porridge or something. It's yeah. like. Like, what is this gruel that they're having? <laughs> he deserved to be poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Fucking make a fucking yeah. steak, goddammit. Make, yeah. make me something. Make me macaroni. Yeah, no yeah fucking... like I was like wondering, is this like pumpkin soup yeah, or something like, like that? Is... is that what she was doing with those pumpkins in the sink earlier? Just, like gruel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like now, now it's funny. Did you <laughs> I actually cracked up at that part because yeah. Because he's like, did you do something different to it? <laughs> and he's and she keeps eating it. And the second he realized when she says cinnamon, he's like, yeah. what did you? Do? He's like, yeah. he realized he's fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he caught on at that moment. That was that was a good way to reveal that. 
you know, and you're like, oh, fuck the rat poison. It came back. Here we are. And you she know? didn't even get it because even no. after that, she's still scooping it down. Yeah. Like, and he sees on. Peter hasn't touched you know his food. I mean? Yeah. He's just kind of just sitting there staring, staring at it, like waiting. He's like, what did you do, Peter? You tell me. What did you do? It's just great because no, you'd really, he knows too. He's like, no yeah. matter how mad he gets, he's yeah. done. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you hurt my sister. He's like, what? <laughs> and he just, he just freaks the fuck out. He's like, call 911. <laughs> and she's like, what? He's like, call 911. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like no time at all. It's like, it seems like his insides just liquefied because he like got this stomach cramp. He like doubles over, starts puking up this black, black shit sludge. all over the table. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking dies right there, like face right on the table, oh, yeah. slides off, you know. <laughs> that was I was like, oh shit, dad's dead. Um, And she just like goes full psycho she grabs a knife starts chasing peter you know she doubles over on the stairs kind of half pukes you know and like gets a hold of him he kicks her down the stairs you know um and she ends up with the freaking knife in her side because she yeah. like rolled down the stairs and then he goes down to get the keys because he knows he needs them and like in her dying breath you know his mom is like don't let her out and that's when i said Maybe they weren't crazy. Maybe they were trying to protect him. Like yeah. that that's one of the things that made me flip again. It was like Uh-huh. Cause I said it can't be that he's gonna release whatever's in this wall and everything's gonna be the movie's gonna be over. It's gonna be hunky dory. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he's gonna live happily ever after with his sister. So was, and that's why when she said that, I was like, maybe they weren't as crazy as they seemed. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, he's gone this far. He's a yeah. murderer now. Mom and dad are dead. And um, he pulls that grandfather clock as far as he can and then knocks it the hell over and destroys it. I yeah. Mean. And and he sticks a key in that lock and he opens up that tiny little cubbyhole door that's down there. You know? And I think... Within a few seconds, he realizes he fucked up. Little doors scare me. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. And then it, he it, saw it, the eyes appear in the darkness, and he's like, when oh, a, shit. When there's a little door like that, there's like nothing good inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I had little cubbyhole doors like that in, in my upstairs as a kid. You know, they weren't quite that small, but they were close. And... Um, we just had like those little like uh, bolt type latches on them, you know, that <laughs> one year we stayed at my, a company I work for sent uh -huh. uh, me and my co-workers to actually it's like a upscale shooting range, a skeet range. OK, like a rich guy's skeet range. Yeah. And we actually spent the night there and they were like it was kind of like bed and breakfasty style. The rooms, they were like, you know, nice, but not. Not they didn't look like hotel rooms. They looked like like somebody's bedroom. Uh huh. And I was in this room. It was a nice flowery room and everything. I was like, and there was a little friggin' doorway. And like, and I said, I don't even want to open it. 
<laughs> oh. like, I actually put the dresser in front of it. I was like, I said, I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> I said, at least something moves this dresser. I'll have enough time to run my ass out of there. That's right. That's right. But yeah, nothing good comes out of a little door. No, no, not at all. So, uh, yeah, he. I think he realized he fucked up right away. Like, took- yeah, the second he opened that door, he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he saw the eyes and he took off running back to his room. Yeah. Um, shut the door and then you and the voice changed. Yes, it wasn't that innocent little girl anymore talking. It was yeah. a very raspy, yeah. you know, evil voice. Yeah. What did it feel like to kill them, Peter? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. It, things just got real. So this is around the time the bully and his cousins show up um, where they're basically like, hey, you in there alone, Peter? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I mean, granted, they're kids. What are they going to do? Like, I mean, yeah. how do they know his parents aren't home? You're just going to go in there with hockey sticks and just start breaking stuff up? Like, right. what was their intention? Like, yeah, like, uh, like they didn't know the parents were dead. They, I mean, right. But uh, but this creature in the wall was like, "Hey, let's have some fun." So she like drags the bodies out of the out of sight. Oh, it's... You know, there's blood still everywhere, but they drag the bodies out. Just opens the door, like lets it hang wide open, like a bunch of dumbasses. They just walk right yeah. in. You know, start bashing the place up. You know, like um, um, and you know, I don't know if there was anything symbolic about the masks that they were wearing, but I kind of felt like. I, I kind of felt like there was, and I couldn't put my finger on it. They were all wearing animal masks. And they were kind of, they were cartoony, but creepy. Yeah. Like one of them was wearing a pig mask. There was a cat a, mask, a, a rabbit. rabbit, and a monkey. Yeah, and a monkey. So the bully whose leg that he broke was in the monkey mask. Um, and and probably the tallest kid was wearing the pig mask. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, yeah, you know, the other two were, of course, the rabbit and the cat. So, like, um, Pig dies first. He beats the shit out of the piano, um, and he turns away from it, um, and like hears a noise at the piano, and he turns back. Next thing you know, his legs are getting grabbed. He's yanked underneath this piano. You just see this like big spray of blood come yeah, out from underneath. Instantly, like, oh fuck! He's, <laughs> you know, what happened? He like popped like a pimple or something. Um, the rabbit dies second. Um, he gets it in the hallway, so like he's he's running, and like, and the bully watches him, the younger kid, right? Because he slipped in the blood of the mom, and then he sees the mom stuffed in that, yeah, in the little cubby hole, cubby the hole, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and as that other guy is killed, he's watching him getting dragged and pulled up the thing, and yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, rabbit rabbit dies second, monkey dies third in the foyer. Oh, you don't really see him die, but yeah, like, you hear him scream and you know he's dead. Yeah. And uh and the cat gets killed fourth. You know, he just gets his head ripped off. <laughs> he goes, um he goes wandering down the hallway. <laughs> you know, like like uh Betsy Palmer at the end of Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> um and uh yeah. Peter's he's trapped. He gets shoved into the the cubby hole, um, so now he's trapped behind the walls. 
and um, uh, his teacher comes back. Not exactly sure why she's rushing so bad to get back to the the house there. Other, you know, it seemed to take her a whole damn day to decide she was going to go over there. And I mean, I give the credit to the teacher because obviously she gave a shit. You know, she, yeah, she cared about the kid. She wanted to make sure he was all right. Yeah, but like this is your third time going to this house. Yeah, like when you like go to like child services or go to principals. Yeah. At what say, point do you hey, call the police? This kid's in trouble. You know, yeah. I don't care what you say. You need to get somebody over to this house. Yeah. But never does that. No, that part didn't compute to me. I'm like, it, it, you know, why does she decide well, to get directly involved every time? There's also a scene earlier where the principal kind of like reprimands her for going to the house. Right. And he's like, right. you went to a student's house? And she said, yes, I did. I was concerned about him. You know, right. and she said, the mom's definitely off. You know, there's something wrong with the mother. Right, and then he just chalked it up to, well, years ago there was a girl that went missing, and everybody's a little overprotective this time of year. Yeah, yeah, you know. So everybody seems to know the story, but nobody ever knew where the little girl went. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, she goes into the house. Um, but um, the. His sister, you know, tells a story about her upbringing and how, you know, mom and dad were afraid of her, didn't want to look at her, you know, made a little pit for her in the basement, you know, uh, locked her up. You know, he was, you know, he had it nice and, uh, you know, sleeping in a nice bed and things like that. you were in a warm bed. Dad made me a cage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I was learning. She's like, I was learning how to how to climb. You know how to uh, how to scratch, how to bite. You know, it's like uh, it's like how to manipulate you. Yeah. You know, and it's like holy shit. It's like uh, she had to to use every every resource available to her, you know, to find a way to escape. Yeah. And and she just revealed that Peter was the method for escape. Um, yeah. So teacher gets in the house, gets scratched. Goes up the stairs, locks herself in in the Peter's room, not really knowing that it's Peter's room. He makes his way over to the wall, you know, to try to talk to her. And she's got the fire poker in her hand. She just like beats the shit out of the wall. And uh, oh, really? It's just that easy? Bust a big ass hole in this wall, you know, like uh and the the chick behind the wall couldn't originally get she out. was that strong, you know, she, you know to yeah. do that to know, but she couldn't break for that exactly. Friggin- plaster wall or whatever it was right it's like i I really feel like she could have gotten out of there if she really tried you know because after all the teachers spent about you know 15 seconds with a fire poker and had peter out of that wall and you know a house that old it had those old wood slats yeah yeah it was all you could it was all that uh plaster lath there isn't you know anything that strong back there you could walk right through those yeah yeah, the strongest part was the plaster, and you, you know, could Kool Aid your Kool Aid guy your <laughs> Kool Aid <way>, man right, <laughs> right through those freaking things if you wanted to. That's right. Take a run and start. You're out. You know. Um, so um, yeah, so they make a break for it because when when uh, she realizes that she's breaking Peter out of the wall, she goes into the wall to try to like get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives them their opportunity to to run down the hallway and and the steps and try to get out of the house. Peter doesn't quite make it. 
She grabs him, slams the door shut, takes him down to the basement, throws him in the pit, you know, has another conversation with him about him, about um, um, her being born that way, mm -hmm. um, born as a monster. Um, and this is one of those areas where I was like, okay, I like the way that they filmed this movie. I like the lighting of it. You know, there was a lot of really cool camera shots. They intentionally left this very dark, and I felt like this was a CGI face. I wasn't thrilled with the overall look of, yeah. of the sister at the end. We could have had something with a little bit more effort, you know, with a, a real honest-to-goodness prosthetic or something like yeah. that, that you just very dimly light because you, you know, maybe you... I think they didn't know what they wanted this creature to look like. So they figured they would just like give you the idea what it looked like and keep it really dark. It almost looked like, like a Mongoloid avatar person. Yeah. Like it didn't. Yeah. It was very computer made. And I thought the, yeah, it looked like a jack-o'-lantern to me. The movement and her walking around, you know, like I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah. They should have had a cool face to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. She had movements kind of like, you know, um, the, the chick in the ring. Yeah. Came out of the TV with a long ass hair. Like, I, I feel like that was an inspiration here. Um, you know, it's like I, I felt like this was a, a conglomeration of several movies and several ideas that, you know, none of none of which being all that original. But they put them all in one movie here and then they couldn't even like decide on what the face of this creature yeah. should look and like. So they just made sure you couldn't see it. Yeah. And it also kind of rhyme, reminded me a little of the. What's that cartoon? The Cheshire Cat? Oh, cat? yeah. The Cheshire Cat. Yeah. The guy Grin. Yeah. That's why I thought this looked like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. You know, it was, um, it was they dropped the ball with that. They could have. Yeah. yeah. And I felt they knew that, too. That's like you said. That's why they just kept it really dark. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the culmination. This is where it wraps up. Teacher makes it back into the house, comes down the steps, threatens the thing. It knocks her down. Peter's like, oh, the hair's hanging down. I'll climb it like Rapunzel. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he he climbs up. That's enough to keep uh, keep his sister off of her, you know, and he gets up there and he's like yanking her hair back, you know, um, and uh, Miss Divine is like, oh, here's my opportunity to beat the shit out of her with the fire poker. So she does that and they throw her into the hole and shut it and lock it, you know, and they basically leave the house while it makes some pretty uh horrifying oaths about you know you're always gonna look over your shoulder you're gonna wake up in the middle of the night wonder from there you know we're family peter and you know? that's where i kind of got annoyed because it was like now he's in a, they don't tell you like what happened yeah it's a non-ending he's just in a new house they don't tell you who he's living with where he is yeah. and she's somehow now right behind him yeah you know there's there's like six dead people in your house. You know what I mean? And a creature that you trapped in the basement that probably isn't there when the cops show up. You know, it's it's like... There, there was I, so much more you could have did with all that to make yeah. that ending. Right. And, you know, or uh, even just... And after that, like, have a mention. Hey, he's going to live with a relative. Hey, he's... So you kind of know. He's like, but you have no idea where he ends up. Right. You know, and the cops are going to want somebody to arrest. Who do they arrest? You know, yeah. it's like someone's getting blamed for it. 
either Miss Divine or Peter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or are they actually going to find the creature in the house? They never answer any of those questions. They never answer why nobody knew about the sister in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, did they did they just give birth to her in the house and then immediately hide her? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, like somebody should have known of her existence. Like, um, I just had too many questions by the end of it. Then they gave us a non-ending. You know, Peter just disappears with his substitute teacher, you know, and and ends up in a different situation. Um, yeah, I I didn't really like the way it ended. Yeah, it was very lacking. I wish they would have, mm-hmm. would definitely wish they would have done more. Yeah, but overall, I feel it was a fun story um uh like i said before it was interesting the way it looked you know it was intriguing enough to bring to draw me in you know i felt i felt like the visuals were good for the most part the lighting was good except for when they didn't want it to be like the creature's face um editing was nice acting was good you know it's like I don't remember anything really about the soundtrack, but so it must have been appropriate. Nothing stood out to me as weird. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, all in all, it was a pretty good flick. I agree. And, you know, it's like you said, I love the way it was shot, the, f- the feel of it, the way it was filmed. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the lighting, all it had, like I said, almost kind of like, a, like an 80s, like an 80s feel to it, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but I love that. I love the actors. I love all the acting. I thought was great. And like I said, it kept it was a roller coaster ride every time. And like, I, like I'm sure everybody is. You try to figure out a movie, and I'm like, oh. Uh, and like I said, the kid was crazy. Then I was like, no, the parents are fucked up. Now I'm like, now like. Every time I was like, no, but that's too obvious. I was like, the kid's crazy and the parents are fucked up. Well, it turns out that's true. It's like, like granted, if you had birth to this mongoloid kid, uh-huh. you know, and obviously she was not only looked that way, but was like a psycho, you know, put her in a home. Like, no, let's seal her in the fucking wall. It <laughs> yeah. seemed like there could have been a better way to handle this. Right, right. They they could have like. Got some help from somebody yeah. somewhere along the way. Not just like try to cover up the fact that this this child even existed. Yeah. You know, and it's clear they didn't they didn't mind killing somebody, so why didn't they attempt to kill that too? Yeah. You know? Uh yeah, I just yeah, there, it was there was too many questions left for me by the end of it. No. But it but like I said, it definitely kept me guessing. I kept switching, you know, like I said, first. He was the kid was crazy. Then I was like, no, the parents are these parents are up to something. But then I was like, that was too obvious. I was like, maybe the parents aren't crazy. Maybe they're trying to protect. I was like, all over the place with this movie. Yeah. So very cool. Well, um, I don't know how you scored this movie. Um, I once again used my my score sheet and um I didn't give it any wild card um points this time. Um, there was nothing, you know, that really stood out to me as being, you know, like amazing or fun or, or, or that just like wanted me to give it a couple extra points for the helmet. Um, so out of my, my 30 points of criteria, I gave it a 21. So that's about 70% or seven out of 10. Um, 
You higher or lower? I would go, I'd probably do the same 21, 22 out of 30. If it had a better ending, I'd probably go 25. Yeah. I'd like mm-hmm. to give it a 25 out of 30, but the, sh- the lack of mm-hmm. the good ending loses some points for me. Okay. So you're uh, you're a little higher than I, me, like maybe an 8 out of 10. Maybe, yeah. That's, that's fair, an 8 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely not a bad movie. I mean, I would probably watch it again. I mean, I watched it twice before we did this. Um, um, I mean, what about you? Would you watch it again? Would you recommend it to a friend? I'll, absolutely. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. I mean, I've watched this. I've watched it three times. Okay. And that's another reason I tell it's a, it's one of the movies. I watched it three times and I enjoyed it all three times. It's not like mm-hmm. didn't feel like, oh, let me watch it again because we're going to review it. It was like, uh, let me see. I actually put it on. I enjoyed it again. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, it, it made it says box office five point seven million. Yeah. And I know um, I, we talked about this in the beginning, too. Not only did they release it in July, but they released it the same week as Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh, which, man, they did said, they fuck themselves like, there. Why would you do that? <laughs> I guess they didn't know that those movies were going to take off. Holy shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that seems like bad decisions, like on the on the studio's part as far as when to put this movie out. It's almost like they were trying to cover it up. And it also says... Maybe they wanted it to fail. You know what? Look, it says... I got this offline. The movie was notoriously under-marketed with virtually no advertising. Okay. Then, Then I'm thinking they weren't trying to make money with this movie. Because it spent, what, very little time in the theaters and immediately went to streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And... And of course, they released a Halloween movie in July um, against on, two other blockbusters. Against two blockbuster films, yeah. So like they they weren't trying to make money with this movie. <laughs> no, it's I mean, yeah, it's I feel like they could have done a lot better with the yeah. same movie if it was just a little marketed better. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I would have like social media marketing. I would have blown the doors off with this thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's... I would have wanted people to see it. I would have shared it everywhere, you know, and asked everybody that I know to share it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's really weird. Yeah, underwhelming marketing. So I don't know, but I enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it had a, it had a creature in it. It had, yeah, you know, the mystery of guessing in it. I, I also read. I wrote it down here that they were trying to give. Uh, when they made this movie, they were trying to give it like a grim fairy tales feel. Okay. Yeah, I can know, see that. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like a witch type feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you know, the gnarled hands, the long stringy hair, hair. the spiders, you know, yeah, it definitely had a real witch feel to it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. And it's like they didn't have to get real particular with the special effects unless, of course, it was crawling on the ceiling or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, anywhere it showed it, you know, they just showed the hair being dragged across something and it would just disappear of the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice low dollar effect. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but yeah, 
it was beautifully shot. I I loved the way this movie looked. You know, and it was different. It was you know lately all we get are remakes, and mm-hmm. it was it. I felt it was something different than we normally used to, and that was that was refreshing for me. That was like nice to see something out of out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts on the movie? You think you wrapped it up nice? I think we did an excellent job. <laughs> me too. But I like this movie. I would watch it again. I will probably watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would too. And probably a little closer to Halloween. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. This is a good Halloween movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, if you stuck with us this far, you know, uh, thank you for listening to our second episode. Um, scream, scream again, scream until you like it. Um, and uh, on behalf of me and Mike, uh, my final words to you are remember. Smile, you son of a bitch.